Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible, most of the time, and stopping <laughs> fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. And welcome everyone to the Hot Mess Express to Fashion Crimes. We are back, Holly and Nolan, besties, fashion's odd couple, best personal stylist and celebrity stylist that I know. I don't know about you. For sure. For sure. For sure. Welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to talk about um, our budding friendship, how we met, how we fell in love, how Nolan's my very best gay and my very gay mother, and how I'm one of the best things that's ever happened to him. He just doesn't know it yet. I think um, I do know it though. I tell you very often. I mean, who else am I going to boss around? I don't have anyone That's else. very true. I don't have anyone to tell. Like, you're the only person who listens to me, really. I mean, that's honestly. Very true. I, I mean, my fan club was pretty large and then everyone got older. So my fan club keeps getting younger and younger and younger, present company excluded. Because they can't get much younger than this. <laughs> However, you know, I, I'm always recruiting. I'm always taking applicants because, you know. You hey. do require two letters of recommendation and a credit check. No, I'm kidding. Who doesn't want to be friends with us? But regardless, today we are talking about our funny stories, how to get into fashion shows, how, um, fashion week, what's happening with us. What else Mostly, are we talking about? You know, funny things and reasons you really should want to listen to us because we really are quite funny. And if we aren't funny, the the shit that has happened to us is. Then, so, then you're dead inside. But other than that. That's probably that, true. That's probably true. <laughs> Welcome to Fashion Crimes. Hi, Noli. What's happening today? What's the haps? Not too much. I'm just relaxing. It's been very peaceful today. Are you very online nice. shopping? I know I that- Actually, I have not because I got, I got a new bag yesterday. I'm not shopping. I'm I not mean, shopping at all. And how, I love her. She's so fabulous. How many times do I have to hear about your new bag? Let's hear about it again. Oh, actually, I did FaceTime you this morning just to make you look at it with me because uh, when so, I got home last night, it was too late. So your birthday bag, it was, we were going to get Nolan, me and his two other hags, we're going to get him this very special Gucci scarf. And they, during COVID, they're closed. They're not taking orders. It's sold out online, you know, first world problems. Then he was going to get this other bag. It has been such a... Then he got it from someone in the Russian mafia. So it took forever for it to get here. Not actually, but there was like an issue, like the, like the post lost it for a while and then they gave me a refund and then I got the bag and I like tried to send it back to them and they were like, no, it was just this huge mess. It was and terrible. So it was we have terrible. to put that aside. So finally, I finally, <laughs> six months after my birthday, have my birthday gift, which is amazing. I love it. I'm so happy. So I'm never you. buying you anything again with all of the drama that we had to go through. Yeah, with your it's birthday. so hysterical. I literally called the Gucci store and they're like, hi, so, so, so sorry. Um, so we had four and we sold eight. I was like, well, that sounds like a you problem. Well, you better make some more. How you like that? I was like, really? Okay. I'm like, you're getting more. Oh, I don't know. No, you're I'm- so helpful. 
I mean, you know, we, we try to give good customer service to, you know, to our clients. We expect the same. It's not a lot to ask. And not everybody needs to be best friends. Like I just make friends with everybody, but not everybody needs to be like best friends, but I expect you to be effective. Like at least a very minimum, please be effective. I mean, even if you can't be super nice, I expect Gucci to care. I expect Gucci to care about your birthday. I'm sorry. Well, exactly. And I've sent them a fair amount of business. This one woman at the fifth Avenue store who I love, she was like, not, not very helpful. It was very (laughs) I was like, okay, well, guess not. Do you remember the first day when, when we met, when, when God, Allah, Jesus, the universe intervened and put I us mean, on I the mean, I think it was corner. like the God of Coco Chanel who did it, but whatever. We believe whomever you believe, whomever you believe. Right. It rules the universe, the universe. Whatever you want to call it, the stars, you know, the good book. We ended up on the same corner and I remember what you're wearing. You had on a yellow polo shirt and some jeans and you did have a bag at that point. And it was I, my green, my emerald green one. Yeah. And I thought you were so cute. And we were like, where's the show? And I, you were like, I don't know. I think it's over here. And we were like, I don't know. So we went up the same elevator, which maybe fit three people. I don't that know. That was such a terrifying elevator. It was yeah. this horrible building on West, like West 26th Street. And it was like my first fashion week, like totally solo with nobody else like helping me. It was my first real one. And I saw you and our friend and our friend Liz like walking on the street and he's like, who are these girls? And none of us could find the building. So finally we found it and it looked like it's in the top of an office building. So we totally did not know where we were going. Mm-hmm. We get to the top and I just remember being so thrilled and excited. And the smaller PR groups that represent shows and designers from all around the world, those are my favorite, the little people, because they make you feel important. They're so happy that you're there. They love the support because well, these they're are, nice to you. That's yeah. A very and these difference. are new designers that maybe they don't right. have a following yet, or they have a very small following. So I just, you know, I love, we love new talent. So right. that's and they could become, you know, the next big thing. You never know. Like yeah, one of the been. shows I went to this season, one of the men's shows, Kenneth Nicholson, he was just nominated for the CFDA award for menswear. So you just He's never know. And his, show, and his show was very small. So, I mean, it was amazing. Um, so we just met and we hung out and we went to the first show and there were like shows in the same venue, like two, four and six or whatever. So we had, it was, it was a designer, a Hawaiian designer, Manaloa, Manaola, yes. Manaola, yes. And we got a free scarf, which I still love. And I, I still, still wear it. I have, okay. It's like an, it's astounding how many times, especially like on my Instagram too, how many times I'm wearing that scarf. It is still, it's actually currently inside. I put all of my nice scarves, which is horrible inside my bags to stuff them in my closet so that they don't get like misshapen and sad you i have still a, have the have scarf, scarf in the goodie bag it was amazing you have a scarf the problem sh- the show was so amazing I mean, it, it was, was so good it was very traditional it was like it was deeply rooted in like hawaiian culture and the designer is very in touch with his roots and you know his culture and his you know native identity it was just truly really powerful and the clothing was beautiful and i learned two things during that show one, never give your guests glassware because one person came down the runway in a gown and right. this dumbass sitting in three seats to our left had put her champagne glass on the ground and the gown came, swept the glass and it shattered. I was like, for the love of God, you had one job. <laughs> and then, you know, his family was there. It was so emotional. It was just, it was a really powerful moment. And right in the middle, that's when I learned about Holly's sense of humor and also her self-awareness. Can I please preface that by saying, this was a very traditional Hawaiian culture, cultural show. They had several dancers come down doing traditional Hawaiian dances with these very outrageous instruments. Uh, their family was there. Their grandparents were there. They introduced everybody. And then I said, what? You said, 
is it horrible that all I can think of is that Disney movie Moana? And I said, <laughs> yes, that is terrible. And she's like, no, I don't mean it like that. I said, no, I know you don't. But like, this is a real cultural, that's like cultural appropriation. I, There's I, a difference. That's how wide I am. I was just like, all I can think about is Moana right now, but I love Moana. We, we do, make, we do. I mean, I do make fun of you approximately three times a day for the fact that you are like, so like, you're not, you're not waspy, but like you're waspy. That's like why I make fun of you because you drive like a total like white mom SUV. You love your whatever. Okay. Whatever. All of that. But that was the only thing I could think of. And I loved it. And it was so great. And that's still years later remains one of my favorite. I mean, agreed. And he just seemed so thrilled to be there. That's what I love. He was so amazing and so tasteful. And And his boyfriend was one of the models. It was very sweet. It was the the fabrics alone were just to die. I mean, so that That scarf really is a lifer. That was our first show. That that was our first show. So yes. So then at three o'clock, there was another show somewhere else that we both got invited to super last minute. And we're like, Hey, why the hell not? Let's just try to go. So we all got in the car and went. And our friend Liz went somewhere else. And Holly and I went to this one show. We had a lot of fun. Um, we ended up meeting up with another friend there that Holly knew and I had never met. And we ended up becoming friendly as well. Um, and we just, it sort of just started how like the whole weekend we ended up seeing each other so many times and going to shows and going to, you know, lunch or whatever. And we just had such an amazing time. And then what when day you're, was when it? You're, when you're in New York and you don't know what you're doing, it's really nice to meet other people in New York right. that don't know what they're doing. So I didn't live there at the time. Nolan didn't live there at the time. So we're like, hey, let's go here. Hey, there's a show over here. There's some Chinese designers over there, you know, whatever. And some of the shows, like I said, the smaller ones, you can walk in. Some you have to make a, you know, respond, RSVP. Some depends if they don't get enough people to fill, they'll let stragglers come in. It just depends. So Well, they did that this year. Like I had that issue this year with Self-Portrait. So Self-Portrait had two different PR agencies. They have one that handles it for the UK because it's based in the UK. And then they have one for America. I emailed the UK PR team. They said, of course, we would love to have you. And they sent me my RSVP. Great. But I never got a barcode or a seat assignment. So then the, the US PR company never got back to me. Or they said like we're at capacity. I can't remember which. What do so we I say to that, no one? What do we say? Rude. 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 So rude. Anyway, but the show was on Saturday at like 9 or 10 a.m. And I live on the Upper East Side. Like it's a hike to get to Skylight Modern, which is like in West Chelsea. Okay. That is like a full at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. That is early. Like you have to get up at like seven if you're doing that. And we had a late night the night before. So I didn't go. My friend, our friend Renee texts me from there. Oh, like even if you don't have a barcode, they're just letting people in now because they didn't have enough people come. I was like, are you kidding me? I should have gone. I mean, and you just never know. You You never know. You you never know. But we've had, you know, we've had some great time some little mishaps we, we the great part about our friendship is that we like to you know elevate each other's experiences so if there's a designer I, I really want to see and he gets a ticket and vice versa we're like here you go here I don't care you go there I don't care um we, we like to, we like to share and so one of the times we split up I was like look you're gonna go to that I don't care about the designer I want to go here and then I have another hour in between the next show oh I remember this it. So I I am a big lover of Libertine. Libertine is off the wall crazy, but in the most fabulous way. And also I love going to the Libertine show because the front row is always the most eclectic front row you will ever see. Because you go to big, big shows and it's A-list, A-list, A-list. This is like A-list, but every industry. So like my first Libertine show I went to, I was sitting across from Cyndi Lauper, who was sitting next to Tom Brown, who was sitting next to like Hamish Bowles from Vogue, who was sitting next to Paris Hilton. 
it was just the weirdest mix of people. We love but a in Cindy Lauper moment. Way. We, we love, love a Cindy Lauper moment. And so Lopper you were like, yeah, I'm never going to wear that. Can I go to Veronica Beard instead? <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. Go to Veronica Beard for all I care. Like I'm going to Libertine. I've got front row. Like, bye. Do you want to tell us what happened next? So then I decided to get cute. And so then there's like a bar next door and there are these fabulous women. I think they were in, from Chicago. They had oh, a hold store. On. Rest in peace, Barbudo. Rest oh, in peace. Oh, sad. Anyway, so, so we went there. I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. So who's drinking at four o'clock other than, you know, people at Fashion Week and, you know, other people that might or might not have alcohol problems. So I said, oh, I can go in there and the lightweight that I am. I start talking to these two women. They're like, oh, do you have a store? I'm like, that's adorable. No, I'm just going because I like Veronica Beard, blah, blah, blah. I'm a stylist, this and that. And so by the time I was done talking to them, I probably had two and a half drinks, I think, which is a lot for me because I'm not like an everyday drinker. I'm just like a sporadic drinker. And so then I decided to go shopping alone, which was not a good idea because I bought a dress. And then the minute that I met up with Nolan, which was probably two hours later, I mean, he was like my father. The tragedy. He was like, oh, it's going back. Oh, well, well, so we need to explain what happened in the meantime. So about a year and a half has passed and we became friends and we stayed in touch. But before that fashion week that she's, she's talking about now, we had just started talking and just became very close very quickly. So we had become, like, we have no boundaries now. It's very true. We have zero boundaries. Am I correct in that? We really don't have boundaries. I, I mean, I, I, I choose not to hear about some of your sexual encounters, but it doesn't really matter because you tell me anyway, but okay. Uh, if I have to answer the door to you and like a, a, <laughs> we're on a tutu one more time, I swear to God, I'm telling that what story. What do you sandwich. care? What do you it, care? No, but it was funny because I had somebody with me who was so not prepared to see that. <laughs> that was hysterical. Anyway, so we're sitting there and she shows me this dress and I was like, it's going back. I thought I, I it looked good on me. Whatever. It was silk. It made you look like a giraffe. It was yellow. I thought it was, it was like yellow to, zebra I was, print. I was trying to get a pop of color. And also, really like, I'm a big believer in like, I don't care. Like, I believe in buying expensive clothing. I have no issue with that. You know, if you want to buy a Birkin or if you want to buy a shell jacket, I will totally co-sign on that. But certain brands, I don't believe are worth the money. You went to Zadig and Voltaire, which their stuff is nice, but it's not worth thousands of dollars. And you bought like the most expensive dress in the store. I liked it. I liked and it. then they wouldn't take it back. Remember we had to fight, we had to fight with them because Zegan Voltaire doesn't give refunds if you buy in the store. Never and again, never again, never again, never again. So but. that happened. That was a really great one, actually. <laughs> so that, was so so that happened. And that's um, why neither of us shops alone anymore. Yeah. We won't talk about the purchases that you've made, the, AKA the Golame jacket, which is a lot of jacket, which takes up a lot of real estate. Your words, not mine. Okay, but we're matching, not you and I. Another friend of mine and I have matching gold lame jackets. I'm sorry. If we have a joint birthday party because our birthdays are in the same month, we are going to be coordinated. So, ha. I think you're just jealous because you don't have a gold lame jacket. Well, no one asked me to buy a matching jacket, but whatever. But we were talking about smaller shows versus the bigger shows. You know, some call them the shit shows. Some call it, you know, this. I like to call it the newer You love embracing younger talent. You're really into that. I am so not. I am like... Well, I think it's been a, a progression, wouldn't you say? Like yeah, from yes. where, we, where we started to where we are now. Because uh, like this fashion, sh- this fashion week, I went to Faye Noel, which is a new designer. I think she lives in Harlem, um, but she's African American and she does bathing suits and she does, I, I guess, resort-ish type of wear, um, big flowy blouses and and pants and you know, real easy, comfortable clothes. And I loved the show because her husband was there, her son was there, her son runs down the runway, 
and I mean, he's four and, and runs into her arms as she's coming oh, out so like, oh. so the funniest thing is that she obviously had some models and they did not have a fitting or rehearsal before their show. Two girls fell flat on their face. And I mean, smack flat on their face. The, all the press is at the end. One girl gets up and she like shrugs. She's like, what are you going to do? And everyone started clapping and cheering for her. And I mean, the minute she fell, it was just a resounding collective. <gasps> and then once she got up and started walking and, you know, kind of laughing it off, everyone was clapping and cheering. Not three seconds later, another girl comes out and does the same thing. And we were dying. We were like, oh my God, like it's, I, cursed. I, it's just cursed. And it's because the pants were too long and obviously they didn't have a fitting or time to rehearse anyway. But then you just love the realness of it, right? Because it's, well, that's, that's really different. Like it, you don't see that that much because yeah. a lot of the shows we go to, like when we, the, the, the show the most, like the show that resound, like that sort of stands out in my mind still after all of these years was a couple of years ago when I went to the Tibby show and it was massively huge at the South Street Seaport. And it was, the runway had to be 250 feet long. I mean, it was massive. And it was like six rows, both sides. It was a huge show. But the whole thing was very tranquil and peaceful and reserved, right? So there was like a harp and piano and that's it. And the models were walking. It was very, like it was a totally white, white, white runway, white walls, and then just the view of the water. It was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But like that to me stands out. Like that's what a fashion show is in my head. Because, like, you know, you go to shows like Prabal Garang, you go to shows like that, you go to even... Well, Brandon Maxwell's the exception because people are so, you know, usually happy there. But for most shows, especially the serious one, like you're not going to see people jumping up and down and screaming at the Chanel show or the Tibby show or any of those brands because it's you know, very, very reserved. Yeah, it's but then very, there are shows like Well, or you have shows like Brandon Maxwell, where the, the first Brandon Maxwell show I ever went to, it was his mother's, I believe it was her last day of like chemotherapy treatment or something. And he went to walk the runway and take his bow and he had his mother walk with him. That's so nice. Every season he has his whole team walk the whole, like all of the seamstresses, everybody. Oh, I love that. It was, there was not a dry eye in the house. And I mean that, I mean, the woman in front of me was full blown sobbing, like, because the dedication to his mother, it was just, and she's, the mother is crying. It was so powerful. And that I love because it's such a departure from the norm Mm -hmm. that it's, it sort of makes everybody seem a lot more human in an industry that's and sometimes I, very conservative. I love that. And we went to, this is before, that was the same fashion week where I met you. I went to the Ula Johnson show and it was like a wedding up in there. I mean, I have never seen so many flowers in my life. It was all real oh, flowers. We love venue. And we then, love a venue. And then the you know, the mirrored runway. I mean, it was, it was just really breathtaking. I mean, very breathtaking. And then there's like the Supima Cotton Show, which is kind of like, Okay, you know, but let's be honest. We go to that show for the gift bag. But I do love it though, because I love to see the new talent. So the, the Supima Cotton people that they supply the cotton to J. Crew and all these big giant, you know, conglomerates. And they have a design, you know, kind of like a project runway. They have a design contest for all of the fashion schools, some of the fashion schools, and they have a few different entries and they have a contest and then the person wins. And the one I went to was hosted by June Ambrose. And it was like amazing. She was like five feet in front of me. Of course, you know, I might or might not have, you know, run after her and introduced myself after the show was over. I cannot confirm or deny that. And it also um, turns out awkwardly enough that she lives in our friend's building. So <laughs> we have to avoid her in the elevator now. Thanks so, to somebody. Anyway, um, but that was just so cool to see 
different talent, what, you know, people are trying to think up, how you can reinvent the wheel. You know, it, it was just, I, I, I just love that. It, it was really, right. really cool. But that's always a fun show to see because we love to see who wins and what the concepts are and what, you know, the trends are. And, you know, as, as subjective as style is, it's important to see what other people's interpretation is. Well, I think point. my, I love that show too. I actually, one time I, I had to run out halfway through when I felt so guilty, but it was the year that I had the, the media awards the same night. And my poor friend and I, we went, we went through two of the designers and we literally had to run because we didn't realize the red carpet started at five and not six. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh shit. So we had <laughs> to make it from Pier 59 to, you know, the, the park high at, in, during rush hour in like 20 minutes. That was not happening. And we got there and it was 150,000 degrees. Anyway, I like the reason I like the bigger shows is when you have a bigger budget, it's just the, you know, the shock value of whether it be the drama of the venue, flowers, musicians, whatever. It is a spectacle that you always remember. Like there are designers like Philip Pline who are not, he's not known for his style or his looks. He's known for his shows because right. he will spend $10 million on a show, but not in the same way Chanel does. When Chanel does, it's because they're spending a lot on the set and their security and all that. Philip Pline, when I went, was in a warehouse in Brooklyn. And he had made it look like the moon and there was real snow on the ground. And when the show started, the spaceship dropped from the ceiling and Irina Shake, the supermodel, got off of the, the spaceship with a walking, talking robot. <laughs> wow. And then the rappers from Migos come out on snowmobiles and start rapping. It was like, I really thought I'd been drugged or something because I was like, what in the hell? There's like 87,000 things happening at once. And that then on top of it, it so starts awesome. snowing like real snow that like melts. So everybody's inside and their Montclairs and their, you know, whatever. And I was stupid. I didn't even bring a coat because I didn't realize it was going to be wet inside. So I'm Why would stopping you? wet. Why would you? Exactly. But like, those are the, those are the shows that you really remember. Um, but there are also shows you remember for your like personal reasons. Like there was one season, the heavens opened as we were coming to Dennis Basso. And so I had luckily already gotten inside. And I think you were coming from Brooklyn and you came in literally looking like you just drowned. Like you Probably. were sopping wet. It was when you wore that blue self-portrait dress and you were so sopping wet. It was hysterical, which I know isn't nice of me to say, but it really was In funny. New York, if you bring an umbrella, it never rains. If you say, oh, I don't need an umbrella. It's not going to rain. Then it always rains. That's just- And nobody brings an umbrella during Fashion Week because everybody's using tiny handbags. Right, exactly. So Every, it's just a mess. Um, speaking of handbags. Oh, speaking of Dennis Basso, I, I've, I've never seen so much Botox in my life, but that's for another story for another. Oh, that woman who sat next to you was so rude with her dog. I, I, like, I was like, you're 150, go home. And the, the so rude. The age, average median age of Dennis Basso, I would say is 60 plus. So oh, but they're all so, it's like really, it's like the gossip girl crowd, like the gossip girl grandmother crowd. Like oh, totally, is, totally grandmother. Totally. Like if I had a nickel for every fur coat or crocodile Birkin I saw at that <laughs> show, I could buy an apartment on Park Avenue. Or, or Botox injection or Juvederm or every nip and tuck. I mean, it just... It's just hilarious. It, it looks was very like, funny. It, anyway. But, but I will say love, his show this season was incredible. They love the a, a Dennis Basso moment. I mean. We love a Dennis Basso moment. And backstage was so much. You came backstage with me. We season. came it backstage. So it was really fun. He was running around. He didn't know who anybody was. We were all introducing ourselves to him. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't know who you are. Don't know why you're here. But okay. Thanks for coming. He's like larger than life. So much fun. And it's just, just the crowd at Dennis Basso is always such an eclectic one. And that's what makes it so entertaining. Like who would have thought Lisa Rinna would close his show? 
Like wow. of all in the world, who would pick Lisa? Rin- like not, I mean, I love Lisa Rinna. She's hysterical, but who would have picked, like who would have thought that? And the season before was, you know, one of my favorite humans in the world, my dear friend. I wish. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just friends, but I mean, I wish we were best friends because she's so fabulous. Ashley Longshore closed the season before. Oh, and then the season her. before that, when we were there, was Mary J. Blige. Remember that and how amazing that was? Everybody was going crazy. I was like, oh my God, it's Mary J. Blige. Well, when you, awesome. we all got into the blondes and then little Kim pops out. Oh my God, that was hysterical. It's another one of the shows where like people just don't keep their cool. It's like when people ask me what the blondes looks like, I say, take the gayest thing you've ever seen in your life <laughs> and multiply it by a thousand because it's great. It is a drag queen society. I mean, the, like there's just something so magical about the blondes because it's one of those shows that like, Explain who they these. are. Explain who they are. So they're not, they don't sell real clothes. They don't no, sell they don't. clothes. So they make clothing predominantly for tours for artists. They've dressed Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Pink, Jennifer Lopez, everybody you can think of they've dressed. And their shows are loud, over the top, music, dancing, strobe lights, whatever you could call it. And it's like a concert. It's like a concert. And it's the funny like thing is, is it's, it's sort of, if you're going to the blondes or if you're not going to blondes, it's, it's really a, like a sort of a gauge of who you are. Like people could give two shits if you're going to Tom Ford or Ralph Lauren. They're like, are you going to the blondes? Because it's very hard to get a ticket. And it is probably the best show ever because all of these editors, everybody, us included, are so serious during most of the shows. Because like when you and I go, you're looking for clothes for yourself and for your clients. I'm looking for clothes for clients. I'm really, it's work. And people don't right, understand right, right. that. The Blondes is not. The Blondes is a party and it's a party for a reason. I have it's, I have always respected Paris Hilton because not of her career, but she's this huge animal advocate. So I've always had this giant respect for her. And she is ageless and she walked the runway and she looked amazing. She walks the Blondes almost every season because they're very good friends. And, and I don't know how many hair pieces she had in, but she rocked it. Oh, for sure. Like, I really love the fact that every season you don't know who is going to walk. My friend, Afia, who is a beautiful woman she is a supermodel and she's like what's what i love about her is is she does not have any of the supermodel attitude she is just beautiful inside and out she walks almost every season which is so much fun to like see your friend walk the runway and the blondes you just never know like the first season i went was when they had a collaboration with disney villains oh i remember that i wasn't there but you told me the blondes is like mayhem because at spring studios it's very hard to get upstairs into the gallery when you have that many people it's just complete and total mayhem. Like you have to get into the building an hour and a half ahead of time. And you can't even get out. You have to go can't out. Get out. It's a mess. If, if you have to go to the bathroom, you're, SO you're sh- yeah, too you're bad. <laughs> so I always go to the eight o'clock show, even if I don't want to go just so that I can skip the line outside and already have my ticket printed inside because I just don't want to deal with it. And the first season I walk in, I take my seat and they start playing a montage of like Maleficent on the wall. And I was like, holy gay balls, Batman. <laughs> like, it, and it's like, it's not even the regular theme song. It's Lana Del Rey. Like, it really does not get any gayer than this. And then it opens. And one of the designers who is, who does dress in drag, opens the show in this gold coat, like with broken pieces of mirror on it to like Kanye West's flashing lights. Like, it literally was the gayest thing I've ever seen, but it was so fabulous and then we, you think we have you to show images coming. we have to show images of those oh there will be videos look at our instagram and our facebook yeah. page we will post videos it's the most incredible thing and then we think it doesn't get any better and the next season we go that was the season you wore your red calvin klein runway trash bag dress and, oh, you, got to dress. Field and you felt very very happy that day i love that dress and we went and the show is you know 
crazy as always. And everybody is loving it and feeling it, whatever. And famous-ish people are walking. Paris walks. My friend walks. Like, they have names. And then out of nowhere comes Lil' Kim. Now, I will admit that one of my friends who works for Spring Studios, had, like, you're not allowed to tell anybody who's performing or any, any of that kind of thing for security reasons. She did tell me like two hours before, like, or dur- earlier during that day, she's like, just so you know, Blondes is going to start late because, you know. Of course. There's, they have a special guest. And I was like, who is it? And they were like, it's, it's Lil' Kim. And I was like, huh, okay. And so we went. And of course, the show starts an hour and 40 minutes late, <laughs> which normal is 25 minutes late. An hour, an right. hour and 15, an hour and right. 30. That's just crazy. But it's worth it. So Lil' Kim comes out. She is singing and dancing. God, is she short. She, she's so short. And she's in like still, like Christian the Bouton, like really still. If she's five feet tall, I'd be shocked. But like everybody, there was not is. a seat, an ass in a seat. No, Even people no. in the front row were standing. Everybody's dancing and chanting during a fashion show. It was the best thing ever. It, it was, was so much fun. That was the day I wore your like sequin belt as a necktie. <laughs> and then you got we'll too explain lazy. That. We'll explain then, that later. And then you got too lazy and went home for the night. AKA, you were like, I really should go home now. Like my poor husband's been waiting for me for five hours. Right. And, and, and we I were said, in the show for two hours before it started, mind you. But that lasted 25 minutes. But okay. Right. And so my, I saw one of my friends and she's like, are you going to come to the after party? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, you have to come. It's at the boom, boom room, which we, you know, I love the boom, boom room. It's like my favorite place on earth other than Bergdorf's. And so we went and oh my God, if the show was like a gay party, this was like confetti and drag queens. And like the drink of choice was Moscow mules. Cause like, you know, low calorie, love it. And I had my moment. Were you questioning your gayness? Were you like, no, never. I, 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 were you like, I, am I gay enough to be here? That actually, that <laughs> did happen. I was like, I really should have worn like a feather boa or something, because <laughs> I, when I tell you, people are literally on the table. I at one point was standing on one of the benches, chanting the words to Christina Aguilera's "Dirty." Uh, I'm like, not sorry. On conducting a drag queen in the chorus, like it was. Uh, so I'm, much I'm fun. not sorry that I didn't witness that, but I'll take your word for it. Um, however, you know, I, we won't talk about the fact that you know you're a terrible influence on me i'm a terrible influence on you hence you know i might or might not have gotten you out of class to you know oh this was very funny when i was in school we were (laughs) she was coming to town for fashion this was the fashion week that you annoyed the hell out of me because you were coming for the first three days leaving for two and then coming for the last three and i was like what the hell is the freaking difference just stay i had a reason i can't remember no you had to go to parents weekend so that's right that's right and I was like, wouldn't he understand? You're like, no. Shout out to the <laughs> stepmom's club. Shout out. Okay. So you come and you're like, I'll see you at like noon, right? And I was like, yeah, whatever. So I am in my class and my class is in a different spot. It's in like a research lab that day. So all you had to do was sign your name to be considered there. And then like I, of course, the professor was the one who really loved me. So she knew who I was and she'd always ask me how I was or she'd give me a newspaper clipping that made her think of me. She was very sweet. And she was approximately 5,000 years old. And- <laughs> I get a old. call. You call me. I just, I'm just walked in and signed my name and I'm sitting down at my station to like start my research project on this, this brand. It was like a brand analysis project for like their business plan and such. And I get a call. Shmoo, I'm outside. Hurry up. The taxi's running. I'm like, what? I look out the window and she is sitting in a cab across the street from my building an hour and a half early. She's like, I didn't think it would take me so like such a short amount of time to get here from LaGuardia. I'm sorry. I was like, I did oh, feel bad. I, I did feel bad for making you miss class, but 
Well, I didn't, I was like, well, I've already signed my name. So I just literally ran out the door <laughs> into the car and then we went to Augustine for brunch. Ooh, whatever, skipping class or fashion week. Okay, well, maybe I can, if I just miss three classes, I have three more absences. I said, you cannot miss class for fashion shows. It doesn't but actually, count. I do though. I mean, it, it is especially ironic. Like when you see it, like I saw a professor once at a fashion show, that was really uncomfortable because I had a better seat. <laughs> That was really uncomfortable, actually. Who was the, who was the, this is the last thing we got to wrap it up. Who was the teacher that, what did she, what did she ask you to get her a coffee or, oh, you, or she didn't show up or something like that? Oh, no, I had this teacher who literally in the middle of class got up and said, I have to go across the street and get a cup of coffee. And I texted Holly, I'm like, do you have five minutes to talk? She's like, I can literally call you in the middle of my class because this person has gone across the street. And she's like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no. Were y'all like taking a test or something? No, it was in the middle of a lesson. And, Uh, and you go, okay, like you're going to ask like, like, damn, bitch, you going to get anything for anybody else? And I literally <laughs> responded with like, I'll po- we'll post the screenshots. I literally said like, yeah, can I get a cappuccino or something? Like who does this in the middle of class? Leave. Whatever, eight, like, whatever $8 hot chocolate. Okay. Whatever $8 hot chocolate. Shut up. My San Ambrose hot chocolate makes me happy. <sighs> so it's fine. Um, and we'll have to go into in, you know, greater length, the other stylistic, um, you know, influences that we have had on each other. But my two favorite remain, everyone needs Chanel because you didn't own a single thing from Chanel when I met you. And, and now I have then, two things. I have two things. And now you know, I have three. Oh, that's, I have a, no, have a you brooch. Have the, you know, the jacket, a brooch, two bags. Oh, I do, I do. Several I pairs of shoes. Now, see, so as everyone needs Chanel and you ended up with Chanel in that amazing runway tweed dress with the holes burned in it. Oh, I do that's my that favorite. dress. I and then my second dress. was, the day I met her, she's wearing a gorgeous Cavalli dress and these Gucci shoes. And a $5 tote bag. And I was like, God, this needs to change. So three and a half years, I can't, it's going to be like four years or whatever. Three and a half years, lots of arguing, several Chanel bags and a Birkin later. She's in a much better place, I promise. But that's my gift to the world of style. I mean, listen, you, like you said about me, you are doing the Lord's work for me. Okay. I do the Lord's work for the community. And, you know, it, it takes a strong person to handle me. I'm really nice. I'm a ray of goddamn sunshine. That's what I like. I like to get that printed on a t-shirt. Well, um, and you're loyal to a fault. To well, a can fault. Can I tell my favorite loyalty story very quickly? That's my favorite. Did I? I can't remember what it was. Did somebody say something bad about you or something? No, we were at a party and a, a very, at one point, a very good friend of mine who was hosting this party. And I walked up to them and I said, you know, you know, hey, how are you? I really miss you. It makes me sad. I don't really get to see you anymore. Like, I hope you're doing well and hopefully we can catch up soon. Very genuinely, very nicely. And I was met with, well, I'm just so busy. Everyone, no, nobody gets to see me anymore. And I just looked at her and I said, okay, well, we'll go down the street to GQ then because GQ was having a party at the same time down the street that we were invited to. So I said, we'll just go there. And you sat behind me. And again, you have a little, like I have no filter. You have even less. And out loud, you flat out said, if you ever talk to that bitch again, I will punch you both. Oh God, God, she's so unpleasant. Um, and it's, it it's just makes me sad. I'm not angry. It just makes me sad that we're not friends anymore. Like, I just, I don't know what I did. That, that, that kind of crap makes me sad. But that's the loyalty to a fall. Yeah, I'm loyal. Yeah, I'm loyal, too. Like, you picked me oh. up at the airport, and you're like, oops, sorry, I have to look at a mammogram. I'm like, okay. So I literally ate a bagel on Red Vogue while you got your mammogram. It was lovely. I was like, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I do have to get a quick mammo before we go shopping. And you're like, oh, it's totally fine. Totally um, fine. It's totally fine. And listen, I listen to all your whatever, you know, when you go to college, the what you have to lose the backwards hat and the gag reflex stories. Like I listen to all that too. So, you know, I take one for the team as well. Listen I mean, we, that. exactly. It's a, it's a give and take, but we're a very good, we're like a very good match. So we hope that you join us again next week. We have lots of funny things to share, lots of smart ass comments. 
um, you know, the sky is the limit. I mean, maybe us. we should do a volume two of this because I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. We, we, you know, like I just said, the sky's the limit. We have an infinite amount of episodes. So I hope that you join us next week. And please, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us. You can call us. You can stalk us. You can be friends with us. You can totally be friends with us, but we do, again, two letters of recommendation and a credit check. <laughs> yes. And anyone who can get us into the Soho house, is that's an extra bonus. That's extra credit. So um, well, I, anyway. I don't still don't understand why you're not a member. It's ridiculous. Whatever. So um, next thing on my list to get you to do. <laughs> next thing you want me to pay for, of course. Of course, without a doubt. Um, we will have matching Golame jackets next time. Stay tuned for picks and a good time at the Hot Mess Express. Holly Nolan, and this is Fashion Crimes, and we are out. I'm Holly Katz, and you've been listening to Fashion Crimes Podcast. You can follow Fashion Crimes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Do us a solid and go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week as we investigate, discover, and laugh hysterically at ourselves and other people. Thank you for listening.